0: Dixon,
1: Rep. Fritz, Brad Fritz. Good morning and Happy New Year.
0: Good morning, Tom. It's great to be back with you. Happy New Year to you.
1: Yeah. And, uh, boy, um, I, w- I was just mentioning to you, I almost feel like I moved back to Minnesota. <laughs> oh. It's plenty cold, that's for sure. Wow. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about, b- before you got here, I thought, okay, we talk about agriculture here and there, but, mm-hmm. but uh, and then I was going to say, uh, y- you probably don't have the cows anymore which is good yeah on days like today you
0: uh i'm pretty thankful that i'm not a livestock (laughs) farmer anymore i remember uh growing up you'd put out bales of hay on days like today in the open cab tractor and you'd hope like heck that you could get the thing to start and Uh. oh man it's uh You'll drive down the road on days like today, and you'll see our livestock friends uh, out there chipping ice out of the yeah. out of the waters and things like that. And you know that uh, they're the real hard workers that keep us afloat. So
1: I think it, uh, forget the milk, I think it goes straight to ice cream. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's where it comes from. Yep. <laughs> so... Um, Holidays were okay, and uh, uh, getting back at it, a little bit of a, you know, gap there for two weeks, obviously.
0: Yeah, everything was great. Um, You know, it's always good to take a little bit of a break for, you know, myself, for our office staff, for our friends down in Springfield. Um, You know, over the holidays, everybody's with their own families and um, typically don't need a whole lot from our office. So uh, it was great to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. and get refreshed and uh, geared up to serve. Back in session tomorrow
1: and, oh yeah, and um, how about an update on our trooper friend
0: um yeah he's he's doing well um, actually, right before Christmas uh, he had come to our uh, caucus Christmas party wow. down in Springfield, so it was awesome to see him. It was awesome to recognize him and uh, he uh, he's he's lucky and you know. It's amazing you talk to him and the first thing out of his mouth is I can't wait to get back in my squad and keep the people of Illinois safe and my hats off to that kind of dedication especially in the uh, atmosphere that we live in for law enforcement right now
1: glad to hear that well let's see about a week ago uh, you were west of here over in Morrison with some scissors in your hand is that it (laughs) i was uh it was exciting
0: uh Morrison's got a revitalized chamber of commerce now, and it's so exciting to uh go and be a part of that as I am around the rest of the district wow. you know uh small businesses are the backbones of our community and we have uh a lot of colleagues or i have a lot of colleagues in that chamber who uh do everything that they can to run them out of the state and so it's exciting to uh you know Be a part of it to join our chambers to be arm and arm with our fellow business owners and really lead the charge on their behalf to, uh, you know, try to deflect as much bad policy as possible and try to incorporate as much business friendly policy as possible.
1: I suppose you got together with uh, Callie, who is uh, in charge of the Morrison Chamber of Commerce, along with the mayor, and probably Kevin Shetzler from the bank, and quite a few other people.
0: Oh, gosh, yes. It was great to see everybody. Uh, you know, great to meet some of the downtown business owners that I haven't met before and, uh, you know, really learn their needs and their priorities for the city moving forward. You know, we talk about gerrymandering all the time, and I made the joke that at the chamber office there i said i was out of my district by about <laughs> by, by about a quarter of a block so <laughs> but you know we, we joke about that because it morrison ends up being at the edge of both of our districts but you know you can say yeah it's not fair and it isn't fair but you know life isn't fair but on the other side of it you know the people of Morrison have two reps who are
1: advocating for them in Springfield,
0: which is, you know, more than a lot of people can say who fall
1: in the middle of the district, so. Yeah, you could stand on the east side of base, and Ryan can stand on the west side of base and say, hey, how's your district? (laughs) Fine, how's yours?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I was kind of joking on the way there. Uh, Stacy is my legislative aide, and she had come with me, and she's in the passenger side of the truck, I was in the driver's side, and I drove right down the middle of Bay Street going there, and I go, hey, I'm at at my district house, Spades.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's amazing how that came out. Once again, in studio with Rep Fritz uh, with us this morning. Well, I tried to put off the paint as much uh, and as long as possible, but got to go back to Springfield and tackle a couple of loose ends here and there.
0: We do. Um, You know, it's it's exciting to get back to help foster some good legislation. And you know, oftentimes we joke, but unfortunately, it's sad that you know, most of the time the people of Illinois are better off when we're home in district. And um, but there are a couple things that have come in the last few years that we're going to have to go back and tie up. um, Are two things that. I know, are on the top of everyone's mind is uh, our gun ban and our paid leave for all. Um, you know, both of those are going to have to have some fixes to them. Tom, I'm not sure if you know the process, and I want to kind of explain it to our listeners. Um, you know, when we write a piece of legislation, in that we task whatever agency that carries it out with rulemaking authority. So that they can implement it in-house they can enforce it. They can give law enforcement the ability You know the guardrails to be able to enforce whatever Legislative priority that we have so in the case of our gun ban legislation You know we said we task the Illinois State Police with creating administrative rules for this gun registry system so now The state police takes that legislation, they go back, and they create the whole registration process, the rules for doing so, um, who registers, who doesn't, all of those things. But, you know, those agencies don't have unlimited authority. They have to take those rules and they have to bring it back to a committee called JCAR, the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules which is a bipartisan, bicameral um, consisting of members of the House and Senate, equal members from both sides of the aisle. And the rules have to go through that committee, be read over by those members, and they can vote to completely strike out the rules. So it has to go through there before it can be the actual rules that we abide by as people of the state of Illinois. So, what's happened with a bunch of these is the agencies have been slow to write their rules, knowing that they have implementation dates coming up. And in being slow writing their rules, they haven't gone through the JCAR process yet. So, right now, you know, on January 1st, our paid leave for all and our gun ban went into effect because they have January 1st, 2024 effective dates. However... Neither one of those have had their rules go through that JCAR process yet. So everything's really in limbo right now. Wow. You know, the Department of Labor, until they go through that, they can't really enforce the paid leave for all. The state police doesn't really have much teeth on the gun ban. And, you know, as of January 1st, in the entire state of Illinois, knowing what we have out there for uh guns that fall on that gun ban list one percent were on the reg had come in and voluntarily registered so i you know you can see how effective that whole process was
1: well okay so so okay what if they don't get this put together then what Uh, something has to happen it's gonna be
0: it'll be really interesting and like you know one of the things that um One of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, Representative Suzanne Ness, um, she'd actually filed a piece of legislation back in veto session and said, listen, the Department of Labor doesn't have the rules made for paid leave for all. They don't. They're not going to get it through by the implementation deadline of January 1st. So I have, I filed a bill that, would kick that implementation to July 1st. And she filed that bill as a member of the majority party, and the bill never got called. And unfortunately, it's this game of, you know, we're coming up to the primary on March 19th, and high-ranking members of the administration would rather put through a half-cooked piece of legislation just to say that they're out there fighting for workers and have paid leave for all rather than putting together a solid implementation plan with all the rules put together by that certain date so employers know what they need to do and aren't out here in limbo playing this guessing game wondering if they're going to be fined thousands and thousands of dollars for being out of compliance
1: wow um once again we're in the studio rep fritz joining us this morning um uh, how about could it be one of those things one of the things they like to do is like uh it's 238 in the morning we're voting on this stuff yeah i
0: mean we'll be we'll be right back to those same shenanigans here when you get to may you know if you look at our legislative calendar you know i talked about a primary coming up and we're in three days in january we're in six days in february or in a couple days in early march then the primary and then all of a sudden we sm- slam everything into that last month of may in that combined april may time so it, and this is this is my frustration with the process is like we like I talked about you're forcing half-cooked ideas to try to meet deadlines right at the end rather than really working hard for people and that and that bothers me it's frustrating it's a frustrating process Um, because there's people's lives and livelihoods who are swinging in the balance right especially when you're talking about something as big as this paid leave for all you know right a lot of a lot of employers already offer vacation time and a lot of things aren't going to change for them but the way everybody's getting it hyped up they think it is And so we've got to get these rules in place. We've got to do it in a way to be able to roll it out, to kind of minimize the risk to our business owners and to really get them on board with it.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, uh, even um, uh, the last Sunday of the month and and also uh, New Year's Monday said, oh, here's uh New laws have gone into effect in Illinois and, you know, all all across the country, but they're just kind of penciled in at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. Um, But I'm excited to get back because, you know, I have a couple big initiatives myself that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of those that I've been a fierce advocate for from day one, especially representing a lot of small towns, is – you know, our our ATV, UTV legislation, we've talked about that at length. Um, I'm also working on a bill to help expedite the CDL process. You know, we are just desperately short in the state of Illinois and across the whole country CDL drivers. And we've got to expedite that process. You know, we we want to continue to make sure that people who are driving 80,000-pound 80, 80, vehicles are safe to do so. Right. We don't want to compromise safety, but we can streamline that process to not jerk people around and really um, make sure that they're safe, but also going to be able to get the process done in an affordable way and in a way where they can get to work and make sure we have the goods that we need. I mean, there there was a statistic when I was in college, which wasn't that long ago, that talked about how if all the truckers... And the United States went on strike our people would starve to death within two weeks because <laughs> wow. every single good in your house in your store everywhere has been moved by a truck at some point in its shelf life
1: no yeah. well wow. yeah that's uh, probably uh, some statistics that people don't think about no for until sure. it happens. And and we're all guilty
0: of it. You know, we drive down 88 heading to Chicago and a truck pulls over to pass another truck. And I'm sure all of us swear under our breath or cuss <laughs> them out or whatever. But in reality, those are the people who are moving our economy. And we got to have them, have to have them.
1: Right. Uh, let's see. You got um, kind of got a collaboration going on with uh, Rep. Spain coming up uh, here uh, later this month on the 22nd. you going to be in Rock calls? <laughs> Yeah, we will be. Uh, it'll be
0: exciting. We're doing an event together in conjunction with the Department of Aging to um, give some insight on uh, Medicare for our seniors, some of the state programs that we offer for our seniors. So, um, you know, excited to uh, excited to have that over in Rock Falls together. You know, as I talked about before, you know, we we really. We complain about gerrymandering, but it's nice when the two of us have the have both have Whiteside County that we're able to put on events like this to work together and you know really give a little bit of insight from both of our perspectives. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Rep. Spain he uh, is a hospital administrator as well as being a rep in the OSF network. So, I mean, he's he's very sharp on all these topics and. Uh, really excited not only to you know learn uh to bring information from the state but also to learn from him as well and see kind of his perspective as we move forward knowing you know what a big issue that rural health care is as well as senior health care
1: Again, that'll be um coming up on the 22nd over there at the rock falls community building yes it will absolutely great. so
0: step on out
1: see us both great people down there (laughs) (laughs) um See, uh, maybe we'll touch lightly on this before we get to the top of the hour, something I kind of avoid, but it's, it's popping up and is starting to affect everybody in the state. And, uh, um, you know, we hear about um, uh, migrant issues and uh, Chicago getting strapped and uh, running out of money, and they're in police stations, they, and now it's cold. They have warming buses for them. And, well, if it's affecting Chicago monetarily, it's affecting the whole state.
0: Absolutely. You know, Tom, we've touched on this before, and it's something that I'm going to be very vocal about when we get back to Springfield. You know, the city of Chicago is using their taxpayer dollars, and God bless them, I mean, you know, they those are people who put their representatives in, and their representatives feel that that's what the people want, and if it is, great. But that doesn't mean that you work outside of the budget and you strap the entire state of Illinois with, with that kind of funding. I mean... I don't know what your opinion is, but I, you know, the, the administration, whether it be mayor Johnson in Chicago or governor Pritzker in the state, like were they're very vocal about how awful, uh, governor Greg Abbott is down in Texas. And I gotta be honest with you, Tom, I think the guy's a genius. I mean, for, Decades, probably as long as as long as I can remember, and I'm sure probably as long as you can remember, you know, Texas governors have complained about the issues that they have being a border state, and you know everybody just kind of throws their hands up and shrugs and says, "Well, you know, if they were in our backyard, we wouldn't have any trouble with them. Why are you having trouble with them?" And he (laughs) finally he says, "All right, you want them in your backyard? They're yours." And loads up buses, loads up planes, and sends them. And he made an issue for the state of Texas a national issue that the White House and everyone's involved in across the whole country. And like that's that's the kind of leadership that you need from statesmen is to be able to, Federalize an issue and to be able to, you know, bring things back for your constituents. And that's what he's doing. He's bringing attention to this issue and putting a lot of pressure on the federal government to come down and take care of it. And they should. It's Mm -hmm. their job. We are a sovereign nation with sovereign borders. And that's, that's, that's literally the job of the federal government is to secure those sovereign borders. But as we talked about, you know, on days like today, I feel awful. I really do. I mean, you, Talk about people who are coming from Central America who got put on a plane and now are in the city of Chicago when it's 15 below zero. I right. mean, you and I are used to this, but we're talking about people who have probably never put on a winter coat in their life. Right. And it's sad, but it and it's something that has to be dealt with, but not at the expense of the taxpayers of the state of Illinois. Like I'm, I'm sorry. It's a federal issue and the federal government needs to step up to the plate. And I'm so happy that we have a presidential election coming up to really highlight this issue and put some pressure all the way to the top.
1: You know, I'm not one that says, don't come to this country, but at the same time I also say, do come in the right way.
0: Absolutely. Oh. And that's and that's why we all need to put pressure on our federal representatives. You know, I, I don't blame anyone who's trying to come. This right. is the greatest place on earth. Yep. And like... If you're, if you're literally leaving your home to come somewhere else, in a lot of cases, it's because their kids are starving to death or because they're being persecuted in some way, shape, or form. And, like, when we have a federal system that says, here, fill out this application and we'll get back to you in three to five years, you can't blame them. In three to five years, they're either fine or they're dead. Mm. Like, and that's all there is to it. Right. So people are coming across the border illegally, and I don't blame them. Mm. But the problem, it, it, we have to fix that legal avenue for people to be able to come in. Yep. There's no excuse for an application of that magnitude to take any longer than three to six months, ever. Right. Period. Like, put the people on it, make sure that we can get as much background information as possible, and let them come. Yep. I mean, they're not. You know, people love to spread this false narrative. They're taking American jobs, or doing this, or that, or the other. It's like I can't drive here to home without running into fifteen businesses that say now hiring on them. Right? Like we need workers. <laughs> Everybody needs workers. Right. So we need to fix those legal avenues. The federal government really needs to step in, and we step in here, and we need to quit trying to put a band aid on their bullet hole problem by throwing our taxpayer dollars at it that's just all there is to it
1: I got about 90 seconds here before the top of the hour something we haven't talked about for a while before we part ways uh rep fritz is running again
0: i am um you know fortunately unfortunately however you want to look at it you know every every two years is our term limit you know we talk about term limits a lot but literally every two years the people of this district have the opportunity to hire somebody else for the job and you know I I I love what I do I've really really tried to pour myself into it to work hard to get across the district we have really exciting things coming up for this year but I'm a year in and here we go for round to run for round two and uh, I look forward to uh, having that support and continuing to earn it each and every day that I hold this office
1: uh, I, I'm uh, fairly certain, knowing you and uh, see how you interact with people, I doubt you have any enemies out there.
0: Oh, there's yeah. <laughs> always somebody on the other side of an issue, but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're an enemy. It just means that right. it's somebody you got
1: to work with. Right? Yeah, and, and uh, I think that's a, one of the biggest things that you brought back. You're working with everybody. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Come on in.
1: Yeah. And uh, if anybody needs to get a hold of Rep Fritz, that's uh,
0: pretty much yeah it's our, it's our website repfritz.com come on in uh we this year i have hired a new person for outreach so i have two uh lovely ladies who are working in my district office now and i'm always happy to be there to solve constituent issues and uh, get out to the community so have us out to any event
1: oh well, yeah well hey thanks for uh coming in on this cold morning and uh good looking springfield
0: thank you sir we'll talk to you next month and uh, put your coat on <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> maybe maybe we won't need it then we've got groundhog day coming in here somewhere so <laughs> thanks tom all right rep fritz with us this morning certainly appreciate his time and uh check out his website for any questions or concerns you might have 8 a.m straight ahead along with the latest